welcome to the Next Tuesday Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Caroline. I'm Susie. And we're making women great again. Even though we were always great. We'll see you next and every Tuesday. This is so fucking cheesy. <laughs> it's so, so natural. Hello and welcome to the Next Tuesday Podcast. Today, you are stuck with just me, Suze, as Caroline is still in Maryland and we haven't quite worked out the interviewing or collaborating across technology channels when we're not in the same room together. One day, maybe we should probably be practicing right now because eventually we would like this podcast to be able to feature various women business owners outside of Richmond and other parts of Virginia and other parts of the country and ideally, hopefully, one day across the world. That would be amazing. But first, we need to work on those technological pieces that we currently do not know how to do. So originally, Caroline was going to be back today and we had plans to get this intro up and going so it could be current. However, Caroline, while at home, has received some unfortunate news about her dog, Cody, the Cavalier. So Cody has an aggressive form of lymphoma that is inoperable and does not have a cure. If they didn't do any treatment, Cody would have three months left, apparently. So they've decided to move forward with the chemo treatments, and that gives Cody another 12 to 18 months. My heart goes out to her and Cody and her family and everyone who loves Cody because Cody has almost as many Instagram followers as we do. But the good news is that Cody is asymptomatic, and so as far as we know, he doesn't feel anything or he's not in pain. So hopefully he lives a happy rest of his days and this will help him feel better before he feels worse. So we would appreciate your happy thoughts and positivity as Cody moves through this difficult time and support for Caroline as she navigates because we know Jack Lemon was recently sick and grouchy and it broke my heart. So I can only imagine what it's like. On a more positive note, we've been thinking a bunch about where we're going with this podcast and Caroline has been at home for the past week with her family in Maryland and she has been busy researching various affiliates and ways in which we can start bringing in some revenue as we put in all of the effort to get this online each week. Figuring that out, but as we've been considering various strategies and ways that we can grow the podcast and grow our following, we have created a YouTube channel, and so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be making an effort to make all of our episodes available via YouTube. So those who don't have access to iTunes or are unsure of how to listen to a podcast, because we hear that all the time, like, what is a podcast? What do you mean? (laughs) It's just like a talk show on iTunes. Luckily, I guess YouTube has apparently 1 billion views or people that follow it, and it's the third largest search engine on the internet. It's owned by Google now, so we're just going to see how that goes when people start Googling the next Tuesday podcast. Hopefully, it's more accessible on YouTube. So be on the lookout. We will post all about it. We've kind of already started to... And it's wild that we're now in our first full week of June. We feel like time is constantly moving. I think we've put our first episode up in March. And we continue being surprised, grateful, humbled, excited about the stats that we're seeing each week of all of you who are listening and downloading and viewing. And thank you. Keep spreading the word. I'm excited as Caroline has left her job. We all know for those of us who have been listening regularly, she's now focusing on launching her creative webinar series, Engaged Legal. You can follow it on Instagram. She'll have more information coming soon. But she has been busy really creating this from the ground and getting it online. And soon, I know she's eagerly anticipating its launch. 
so she's been doing that and we've been thinking of how to grow this podcast and now I only have seven weeks left full-time in this position that I've been in for the past year and a half and I'm elated. I can't wait to have more time on my hands Um, and people keep asking me, you know, what does that look like? And on this episode coming up, we talk a lot about being in alignment and being in the flow and the law of attraction, which is both woo-woo and practical. I think often when we speak with business owners and we speak with people, you know, who aren't business owners but are just trying to find the right job to take or the position or the right fit, whether it is a parallel fit or it's, you know, moving up in the hierarchy of your career, there is always a question of, you know, is this right or am I taking this because I'm desperate for, you know, money in a bank account or just to have a job and not to have to wait and there's some anxiety and anticipation there and to be honest, this is the first time in my life, I think, where I'm eagerly anticipating not really knowing where I'm headed. Obviously, again, um, I'm interested in, in finding more ways to grow our podcast and make this a little more lucrative for us. And on the Rob Lisco side of things, I've changed my role to that of a wellness advocate, which essentially is still a coach, but I just like the word wellness advocate because I like cheering people on and I'm not only focusing on health, but Rob Bliss has kind of become this focus on looking at people and really appreciating that sometimes we're disconnected from this idea of our inherent joy. And so our inherent joy is what is supposed to be our natural essence. You know, it's the passion and enthusiasm for life that's deep inside of us that sometimes gets blocked because maybe we're not moving on the right path or we're not connecting to ourselves in an authentic way. We're connecting to ourselves based upon what we think we're supposed to be, whether that's pressure from peers or pressures from a working space or pressures from adults our families, our partners, our children, however that looks. And so I am beginning to work more and more with adolescent and young adult clients. Interestingly, that has been kind of those that have been seeking me. And I have really enjoyed that. And so I am working with young people and adults and most of the time they're women. And I've, I've just really helping people feel comfortable in their own bodies and embrace who they truly are underneath all of our societal lenses. So that's been really fun and exciting and I'm interested in seeing where that takes me or kind of what it's what comes as I really move forward and figuring out what life looks like. So I go part-time in August. Hopefully we'll have some offerings with this podcast and more things to offer our listeners come the fall. And then in October, I'm a free person and, and you know, slaying the dragon, so to speak, and all these insecurities and fears and anxieties about what it means to work for myself. Because as we talked to Sarah McLaughlin on this episode, the reality of being an entrepreneur can be pretty scary. You don't know what's coming. You just put one foot in front of the other and have a clear intention, you know, to be doing good and to have your hard work rewarded. And you enthusiastically kind of see what happens. So we'll see what happens. And again, we thank you so much for following and riding the wave with us. Thank you for your thoughts as we think about Caroline and Cody. And we're going to segue right into meeting Sarah McLaughlin, who currently we're enviously watching her travel. She's in Europe at the moment with her husband, Alex, and they're traveling. They've been traveling throughout lots of awesome looking countries. The latest uh, picture I saw was Sarah and a camel on Instagram riding a camel and then like petting it, which is pretty cool. So they are traveling and exploring. Sarah will tell us all about that and about health coaching. She's also co-owner of Bar VA 
And she has figured out a way in her business. And as she really starts manifesting more and more with her health coaching business, how to take a two and a half month hiatus and see the world grow personally. And we can't wait to hear what she's learned and how she's grown and what she's seen and touch base with her when she gets back into Richmond. So without further ado, please tune in to listen to Sarah McLaughlin. And we'll see you next Tuesday. All right, welcome to the Next Tuesday podcast. We are here with Sarah McLaughlin. She is a co-owner of Barbier Bar Studio, and she is also a holistic health coach with integrative nutrition, and she's here to talk to us, sitting on the couch with Jack Lemon, who is apparently digging in the cushions right now. (laughs) Hey, excited to be here. Yay! Especially that there's a dog. They make me feel so comfortable. I feel like Jack, I mean, again, we talk about Jack every single episode that we're here, but he is like the podcast spirit animal. Yeah. He really is. Mascot. But. He's the mascot. Sarah has a cavalier. I know. Just like my Cody. And then Jax, who also lives with us. Cute. So we're we're dog soul sisters. It's okay. Jack, you can be. Sorry, Jack. You can be a fake calf. That's like, I give no fuck. Yeah, that literally, that face that he just gave was like, I literally don't He's care. He's like, I embrace who I am. Yeah. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Sometime we're going to FaceTime or Facebook Live all of this so that we can all see Jack together because you guys just are missing out. Just listening. <laughs> but let's get back to Sarah because she's who we actually want to hear Talk about, about today. So Sarah, I don't know if you remember, but when I moved to Richmond and I was again, stalking the world, because we all know that's what I do. I was, like, Googling all the people in town from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, Mm -hmm. because when I studied with them in Australia, I was like, who can I meet? Who's done this? Like, how can we all get to know each other? And I found you through Ella Thompson, which is, for those listening outside of Richmond, a local supermarket we have here in town. And I emailed you and was like, hey, girl. Hey, what? how do you build your clientele yeah. in Richmond? And then Sarah was getting married, and then a month later I was getting married, and I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I was getting married very soon after that and opening a bar studio, so I was like... Yeah. Casual. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I have the energy to really talk to you about building a clientele because it was kind of on the, the back burner at that point with focusing on the studio. But I'm glad to hear that I emailed you back. Yes, because then I did run into Sarah about a year later. I was giving her sugar talk, and she showed up, and I felt like, Sarah, can you confirm that this thing that I'm saying is accurate? Because she knew a whole lot of information, and I was like, okay, this is true. I do know this. I know what I'm doing. It was a great talk. It was a great talk. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. My low sugar sweets are top notch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I took a I, well. I took a spoonful of frosting out of a can today and ate it. So. <laughs> it's all about balance, though, right? I'm it also is. lactose intolerant. I don't that. <laughs> <laughs> so I it did that, is. and I was like, "Oh, I got the unicorn frappuccino today. It was with I almond milk." In, yeah, but so I was like, "Make it vegan with almond milk, but um, don't hold the whipped cream because I'm not gonna eat it. This is literally just for the food." Oh my god. And I saw multiple photos of unicorn frappuccinos well, or whatever. Is it like a unicorn day? It's like, a, what is I don't it? Know. Until the 23rd. It's the It's also a Snapchat until filter. Until the 23rd. Oh. oh of course it's it is. It's a Snapchat filter. Um, yeah, so the two holistic health coaches and our best friend Care who goes to Shindigs and eats frosting out of the can, which I, full transparency, love frosting. So I oh. don't judge you at all. Funfetti but, frosting has been my weakness. But yes. yes. Oh, yes. All right, so <laughs> Okay, let's okay, so not like we're hungry because we just ate. Like, I know we did just <laughs> eat. We ate some so treats. So much food talk and yes. desserts and sugar after sugar talk. Anyway, okay, so you're opening a bar studio. Yes. So what brought about the founding? Like, how did that happen? So you were a health coach. Health coach, mm-hmm. and then you started a bar studio. So can you just give us a little background of your story? Oh yeah, love to. Um, it's kind of a it's. A long road, and it's definitely not a straight one. 
I was, I'm just going to kind of start from Go for it. Yeah. The very best place to start, according (laughs) Um, to Julie Andrews. So when I was an undergrad in college, I was an econ major because I thought I wanted to go into business and just do the whole corporate thing. And then after my junior year of college, I went up to New York and I got an internship up there at like a men's fashion company. And it wasn't fashion that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to do business. Mm -hmm. Realized very soon after that, that the business world was not for me. So I was like, what do I want to do? And I was like, oh. And what was it about business that interested you? Um, I think I was a very math logical thinker. Really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I Still love or math. do you feel oh, like yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god, you like math. Okay, well, numbers. I'll keep you oh, yeah. I'll keep you in wow. my loop when I need to like understand how finance is. I hate math <laughs> and I'm terrified of numbers. Well, That's finance cool. and accounting is one thing, but I like you know, I always loved, like, the algebra, like, solving of the puzzles, basically. Okay. Like, AP Calculus was, like, my jam. Oh. <laughs> I never took calculus. I got to pre-calc, and I was like, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the majority of people feel that way. So, my mom and my grandmother were teachers, and so I was like, ah, I want to teach. So, I went back and did my senior year of college, and I just finished my econ degree, and I went to get my master's in elementary education. Wow. So, you have a master's. Uh-huh. Fun fact. Didn't know yeah. that. So elementary education, had my master's, and when I finished my degree, I could not find a job. It was 2010, so, I mean, teachers were being fired, not hired. And so I actually had to fall back on the econ, and I got a job in sales and trading down at BB&T, which was just something that fell on my lap, basically, and I interviewed, still really don't know why they gave me the job, (laughs) but they did. And it was through those two years where it was just a really unfulfilling job for me. I mean, I was basically like sitting there like, why am I doing this? You know, I just, I realized that I need something really rewarding in my day-to-day experience. So I started a healthy living blog. It was my first blog. It was called Sarah Smiles and it was just kind of a creative outlet. That's where I kind of like grew my passion for healthy living, nutrition, fitness, all of that. And why Sarah Smiles? Um, It was from the Hall & Oates song. I was listening to that song one day and I was like, ah, here it is. And okay. it was just kind of like, you know, a life blog. And, I love uh-huh. that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was BB&T two years, and then I ended up getting a job offer at Health Warrior, which is the Chia oh. Seed company here. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. very off the ground startup at that point. I was like one cool. of four or five employees. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did marketing for them. And when I say marketing, I was literally the girl who stood at a table in Elwoods and Whole Foods and... Mm-hmm. Broke the chia bars up. You're into the little sampler. Pieces. Yep. Heck yeah. When yeah. you work at a startup, it's kind of like an all hands on deck. Everybody does everything. Exactly. Not glamorous situation. And not glamorous at all. And ironically, I realized that like that startup culture wasn't really for me. But anyway, that's kind of a different story. But I was in these environments talking to people constantly about you know not only chia seeds but kind of nutrition and health, and I realized that people were so confused. People were so confused about health and like what to eat. And so I ended up getting my certification through IIN. So that's how you found IIN. Um, you realized that people needed assistance yep. and you found a space to say, mm-hmm. I want to learn more about this. Yeah. IIN stands for? Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Cool. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to make sure that was clear. Yeah. <laughs> Simultaneously, I had started taking bar about a year earlier at Richmond Bar, which was kind of like the first bar studio here in town. Funny story there. So when I left BB&T to go work for Health Warrior, I took a major pay cut and I realized that like I can't take bar anymore because those classes were expensive. Yeah. So on a whim, I reached out to the owner of the studio and I just said, I don't want to give this up. And I knew that if you train to become an instructor, you get free classes. Mm-hmm. So uh, long story short, I ended up auditioning and then got the position and trained for a few months and became a bar instructor there in the summer of 2013. Did you have to pay for your training? Mm-mm. Ooh. Wow. That's that nice. is a good deal. Yeah, and I think it was just kind of like that symbiotic of, or symbiosis of, like, she really needed help and, mm-hmm. you know, we really wanted to be instructors, so it was just kind of like... Well, you're in the flow, too. Yeah. Like, it was your right place, right time, yeah. and the right space, alignment-wise, mm-hmm. synchronicity. Yeah. Supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
so um, practical and spiritual. <laughs> so I started instructing there, and I I taught for a little over a year, and then I actually ended up I stopped teaching in the fall of. 2014 because I was planning a wedding and I wanted to grow my health coaching and I just felt really overwhelmed and I couldn't give the Richmond Bar Studio the attention that I felt like I needed to. Mm -hmm. So I made a a conscious decision and I stopped teaching at Richmond Bar and then it wasn't until a year later that Richmond Bar closed down in the May, in May of 2015 and there was just an opportunity there and Polly, my, my business partner and very good friend, we were like, we can do this. We can do this on our own. So, and I think it was, there was an outpouring of support and demand and just people wanted a bar home and they were so sad to see Richmond Bar leave. And I mean, there's other great studios in town, but I feel like where we have an advantage is that we are a locally owned private studio. We have a lot of creative freedom in terms of what is taught every day and we just have a great community, a very welcome, friendly community. And so people wanted that in a studio. And well, I think it was because of that demand that we felt supported to, to do it. I guess, I mean, for me, being on the outside of it, it's just like, it's kind of like yoga studios. How like, yeah, you have a ton of different yoga studios, mm-hmm. but like they all kind of foster something different and like a different yeah. environment, a different kind of practice, a different kind of this or that. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be a thing. And Yeah. So it's been, it's been a wild ride. But that's a big decision too, from being an instructor at a bar studio to Mm -hmm. saying, and we've talked on another episode of a podcast, like pairing up with someone and saying like, instead of you just doing it, but partnering, that's also a big decision. So how, and also knowing you a little bit and knowing that nutrition and coaching was so Mm -hmm. big in your life, like what went into it? You said a bar home and community, but how did that play into saying, like, this is all information, but this is the decision that I'm going to make to invest my money and time and and life into making this thing happen right before I get married? Right, I know. That was... And, I mean, I'll just, full disclosure, like, I just did not know what I was doing. I mean, starting a business, you just, you don't know. And I think at the time it sounded kind of glamorous to open a bar studio and, and have something that was more sure. I mean, I love health coaching and I continue to do it and work very hard at it. You know, it can be not as as certain in terms of, you know, getting clients and I mean, it's a grind and I love the grind, but I think that there was something about opening a bar studio and having that that community already there that gave me the reassurance that mm-hmm. like I can do this and I bet it could be really successful too. So so a lot of people that we've already talked to or that have been on the show, not as many people have the, the need for the physical space like obviously a bar studio does. So what went into doing that? What are some of the challenges you faced in finding a physical space for your bar home mm. a home for the bar home yeah yeah um well this space was you know in in richmond bar before it closed down was actually going to try and stay open and we were going to actually take that over that ended up falling through but through that process richmond bar found this space because they had to move something with their lease or whatever landlord um, lease yep, yeah exactly there was messy situation. So they had to move. And so she actually found this space over in Libby place that was available and that could have been outfitted for a bar studio. And so that was kind of already available. So you didn't really have to do we, the no, digging. No. Ooh, Ooh, that makes yeah. sense. Nice. Yeah. So, and I think that's what, you know, made it so attractive and the decision very easy to make was that a lot of things were just falling into place. So you kind of walked into it. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. So, I mean, you did say that there were some challenges. So what were some of the challenges in starting all this? Yeah. I think, you know, you you hear that saying, like, if you build it, they will come. That's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I think that we thought that, you know, because of people's demand and every and the word of mouth and what they were saying that we were like, oh, gosh, we're going to have so many clients already. Like, people like, walking in the door every day and... And I think that there was such a lag time between when Richmond Bar closed and when we opened that people had kind of found other homes in terms of fitness studios. And it took us a lot of work in terms of like 
marketing and that was kind of a big one, which is just the nature of a startup anyway. And you know, the, the partnership is always hard, especially with someone you've been best friends with since you were 12. Right. How Um, does that change that relationship? Yeah, it's just something and it has, it has changed it, but I mean, we are like, we know each other more than anybody. So, um, like sisters, 12 to, you know, thirties, Whereas a long time. Yeah. Whereas if you had a business partner that was more objective and that you would be able to sort of say things that maybe you wouldn't be able to communicate in a certain way to your best friend. So, you know, that was tough. It was the communication which is so important in a any kind of business partnership, but was uber important to us and just kind of navigating that environment together and knowing that this was so new to us and we had to have like compassion and understanding with each other to sort of stay positive and keep our friendship strong because that was something always that was very important to me. And I said from the very beginning, if this ever affected our friendship negatively, like I'm out. So we've had to do a lot of work in terms of maintaining a positive working relationship, but we have. We've worked very hard, and it's good to say that we have succeeded at that. So, And so I guess my always question or thought when I hear about a space and then I think about how it all manifests, how did you finance it? Was it, did you have to go to a bank and there's two of you? How did you say, and amicably agree on that process it was actually we no loan or anything was involved we just um, you bootstrapped yeah yeah good for y'all personal investment wow just put a lot of a lot of faith and blood sweat and tears into it and just had to have faith that it was going to work out which is awesome yeah (laughs) because sometimes you know you hear different things of small business loans or looking into all the options or looking for investors And so literally this is like your child that the two of you pooled resources and said, we're making this a thing. Here we go. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Barbier is your love child. Yeah. Which is funny (laughs) that I always tell people I entered into two marriages at the exact same time. Yeah. And then had a baby with, with one of them. Your best friend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my Not God. my husband. It's so true. <laughs> it is. It is. And it was literally probably one of the toughest years of my life. Yeah. Well, you're um, navigating two marriages, essentially. And then, like, your husband's, like, the stepdad. Right. And then you're kind of... You're, is your friend married as yes. well? Mm-hmm. Oh, so man. It's like this... This... You're like swingers. Right. And so she... You know, she's been married for seven years, going on eight, and... You know, we had just gotten married, so there's, and and she has married her middle school sweetheart. So oh my wow. god, that's so cute. So you have known the two of them, mm-hmm. yeah, your whole life exactly. essentially. Yeah, and so it's very different when you know I'm a newlywed and my husband. I feel very grateful. He loves me very much, but he just demands a lot of my attention. And then at the as same one does, as yeah, they do. Yeah. So does Ryan. <laughs> And then this bar studio was demanding even more of my attention. So that was a super crazy thing to juggle all at You're the same time. You're being pulled. Oh, yeah. And then trying to figure out, like, and then you have clients. So you have these two people yeah. and a business and then... Well, and two businesses, essentially. Yeah. 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 Well, not even essentially. Literally. Two yeah. businesses. Yeah. Two businesses. And I was still health coaching <gasps> at the time. And You're making me tired, all girl. all of these people pulling at your... Because you're a teacher, too. So right. then... How, so how did you balance yourself during that time? Like, what happened? Yeah, balance and self-care is something that is super important to me. And it's just something I had to do to stay sane. You know, exercise. Like, even though if people are like, you exercise and you teach fitness classes, I'm like, it's not, you know. I have to still have my exercise as my outlet. So long walks, really good sleep. Preach. Lots of communication and healthy food. You know, it's like when things get crazy, you hear it all the time. And I hear my clients say it all of the time. It's like, things are so crazy right now. So I haven't been eating very well and I haven't been sleeping very well. I've been going to bed late. And I'm just like, if there's ever a time to take care of yourself and nourish yourself with whole real foods, it's when you have all of these other sources of stress going on, because that's what you need to do in order to minimize the impact we only have control over so many sources of stress, right? And nutritional stress is one of them. 
So, um, nutritional stress. stress. That's a, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. So that's something that's always very important to me. Well, I find it really impressive that you can keep a balance because as I've mentioned, like in my last year here, starting all the things and also being passionate about health, like I just, you know. Threw my health to the woods. That's not <laughs> true. Like burning I don't believe that here. for a second. Well, but I mean, to the extent that I would, I mean, home cooking is something that's really important to me, as most yep. people know who come to my house. Like, there's always something healthy here or like a refined, sugar free treat. Mm-hmm. Um, like the chocolate covered Like the balls chocolate mushrooms <laughs> that we just made that are, mm, no, we no. just nibbled. But. You know, it, it it is so much easier when you're on the go constantly and yep. and you lose that ability to time. Like meal prepping isn't challenging. Like making a huge thing of rice and a big thing of vegetables is actually not time consuming at all and you can pull it to go. But yeah. it's hard to remember to do that when you're like, well, I'll just, you know, stop here and this is a healthy restaurant and then you're eating more, you know, it's yeah. just easy to it's, get off It's track. very hard, but like that's kind of where my mind goes to but I will be honest when I say it's been an eight to ten year journey like it's not Mm -hmm. and that's something that I have to remember in my health coaching practice is that I constantly have to get onto people's levels yes compassion Mm -hmm. and just know that you know not everyone's gonna wake up and have breakfast and then two hours later like prepare and plan for what their healthy lunch and dinner is gonna be like that's just not how people think sometimes so you know I, I of course think it's a very important thing but it's just a matter of training the mind and Mm -hmm. practice and I always say too like behavioral change it's again like I I talked to you care about this in your episode but like flexing the muscle yeah because it's it's hard to make changes and we can't do everything at once and small changes are great but then when shit hits the fan there's this idea of ingrained patterns Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's easier to fall back and move a hundred miles behind and then we have to start over again. Yeah. Cause I mean, in those times of stress, which is probably a big part of what's going on, like your brain probably just wants to keep you safe. So Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll revert back to some, a little cognitive overload. Yeah. 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 And so what was it like? So you talked about building the bar studio. Mm -hmm. So you're working at health warrior. Yes. You got your health coaching certification, mm-hmm. and then what was that process transitioning, or how did you kind of finagle these various chapters of your life? Yeah, so I was at Health Warrior about a year, and then when I was simultaneously getting the certification through IIN, and I kind of dove head first. I've never felt so aligned than when I started that program, and I was like, this is what... I need to be doing and I think that kind of that shined through to the people of Health Warrior and it was kind of this mutual agreement that I shouldn't be there anymore because I mean granted they were a startup culture and they needed someone in my position to be gung-ho about Health Warrior and I believed in the company and I believed in Chia Seeds obviously and their products but I couldn't give them my heart in that and so I left after a little over a year and who that was a scary a scary time in my life because here I was you know totally financially independent just left this job that was sure income and living in this you know condo in the fan that was my happy place and I realized like I can't afford this anymore so I had to scramble and I ended up moving into one of my best friends parents carriage house Oh my god. Oh, we call that the granny. The granny. (laughs) Ryan and I lived in a granny flat, a carriage house in Australia, our first place, behind a family who lived in Namibia. So they weren't in their house, and they rented out the back of their house that we found through a friend, because it was the height of the mining. Yeah. And we had just come from six months backpacking through Southeast Asia, so like our bank accounts were depleted, and we were like, how are we going to get money? And so it was like a, it felt like an apartment, yeah. but like we just were like we live in someone's granny flat, and then yeah. we called it the granny, and we were like, man, we're like someone's grandparents back here. Uh, so you mean from the granny to the hanny? <laughs> totally. We named every place we've lived. I love so it. Tell you about the rest later. Yeah. So here I was living behind my best friend's parents' house, and I had to scramble. I upped my hours teaching bar, and I also started to kind of work part time 
for Ashley, the owner of Richmond Bar, doing just kind of studio manager menial work. So you learned how to run a studio. Yeah, pretty much. I had, you know, kind of a few months of that in, in my background and then stars aligned and the one of my friend's fathers who owned this small investment company downtown heard that I left Health Warrior. He needed basically a front desk receptionist. And he was like, if you need this job, I have it for you. And basically was a huge savior to me at the time. Gave me hours and pay and health insurance. Health insurance for me is the biggest and hardest piece in the entrepreneurial thing. Yes, because... In the society we live in, it's important. Mm-hmm. And as a health practitioner, we know we know how to take care of ourselves. But if we get hit in a car or we, you know, anything happens outside of our ability to take care of our health. Right. Or we get pregnant, God forbid. Or, <laughs> or yeah, who? Um, you know, you have to figure out how to navigate that little right. sitch. Sitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there was just, um, you know, about six months in there where I was just hustling. I was trying to get things done, make ends meet, work in three jobs, finishing my IIN certification. Which is hard because do you want to talk a little bit what the IIN certification was for you? Like what you had to do to go about that? Yeah, it was about a year-long coursework. And what that was is just it was broken up into modules. And the first half of it was awesome and it was my favorite part because it talked about all the different dietary theories and there was about a hundred of them and that really resonated with me and then about halfway through it makes that shift and it talks about how to build a business as a health coach and all of that just went so over my head and I just started to freak out and I was like I can't do this like I don't know what forming an LLC means or like taxes are you kidding me and so I started to just kind of freak out and say, I want to stay in my little comfort zone. And I kind of, I just, I sort of decreased the hustle and I was like, I'll teach bar and just be a receptionist. Was that fear? Was that? That That was complete fear. I realized, you know, especially throughout my twenties, I was my own worst enemy. I think like I just constantly got into my head and had a lot of self doubt and would beat myself up and victimize myself. Oh, the whole nine yards. But, and it's not until, you know, and I'm almost 32 and it's been a long road where I just don't have, I mean, it'll pop up occasionally, of course, I'm human, but I've done so much work over the past year to just sort of be in a more positive mindset that is my own best cheerleader, I guess, because like, that's just what you have to do. And, and, and to be an entrepreneur, you have to have that confidence is everything. So whether Especially you, belief in yourself. Yeah. Belief yeah. in yourself is huge. So Sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it and and then it just becomes more natural. So I think the belief in yourself was was key and then also just like not really caring what other people think about you because there's going to be haters with everything, but the haters. The haters, yes. And it wasn't and I've just noticed over even the past few months with that change of mindset like and I fully believe like in, you know, the law of attraction and alignment and living with flow and really tapping into your intuition. And it wasn't until I started doing a lot of work in that realm and that kind of affected my energy where all of these things started happening. And it's just like, you know, not to sound so woo-woo. And I know y'all are all on that same level. I'm like lit up. Like, let's go there. But like, you know, the energy in the universe, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like attracts like. So the universe will give you what you focus on. And I think... With through my patterns of self sabotage, you know, in my 20s, that's what was being handed to me was just kind of a lack because that's what I was focusing on. Yeah. Like, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. What do I know? And it wasn't until I was just like, you know, a lot. You know, you know a shit ton more than a lot of people do about you do nutrition know a lot. and health. And this is your calling. You need to offer this service to the world. And whether I help one person, on in the whole social media sphere cook something healthier for dinner or whether I motivate someone to have more body confidence in the bar studio like it all goes hand in hand that's all I can ask for so talking about that 
what's going on with the coaching business? Can we talk about it a little bit? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. I was talking to someone about this the other day and how I, back in 2016, last year, I didn't really, I was so caught up in the bar studio um, and I didn't put any energy or focus into it. And I, and I don't think I health coached one person after last spring. And it wasn't until I kind of realized that like, oh, the bar studio is in a good place. You know, it's, it's a business that um, has a model that it can, it runs day to day basically on its own kind of. So once we spent the first year and a half really getting that up and running, I was like, I have both the physical ability and the mental space to sort of focus on health coaching again. And it was like little, a literal flip switched. And then I've had two clients contact me in the past, you know, month or two. And so, so I'm just doing a couple right now. I'm, I'm getting ready to leave for a couple months. So I'm having to kind of put that on pause. Can you tell us where you're leaving to yes. go to? So in about a week and a half, my husband Alex and I are going to be backpacking Europe. For two and a half months. Amazing. Yeah, crazy. Crazy outside my comfort zone, but I couldn't be more excited. I've never been to Europe. Never. never. I haven't either. Yeah. I studied abroad in China and I was like, I'm I've never been out of the United States, so I'm gonna go big or go home. But yeah. I've never been to Europe. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Hong Kong, but I haven't yeah. been to Europe. Oh, that's the best. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Just and- Oh, Oh, well, it's just, you know, for the growth possibility, I think. I think I've always been this person that's very type A, very rigid, very routine. Practical? Practical, very logical. When things don't go according to plan, I tend to freak out. And I have a lot of anxiety. So I think this will be good for me to just sort of see where I can go on a personal level. And yeah. You'll learn a lot about yourself. I think so. I think so. And just from, you know, for our marriage too, I think... We just were the type, we've only been married a little over a year and a half, and we just want to have experiences together. So this was something that was just calling to us, and we made it happen. I'm very, very so excited. what's it going to, what is it like kind of giving up your business for two months, two, a little Or how do you months? do that? How yeah. do you go about doing that? How do you even, like, what is that feeling? A lot of planning and preparing. And this is something I've known about since November. So, you know, I do have a business partner who is more than capable of doing this on her own. We also have one of our instructors who's going to kind of step up into like a studio manager role and help out with the day-to-day. So, you know, in terms of kind of like my major duties that I've been responsible for since the studio opened, aside from teaching, because obviously I won't be physically here, I've already taken care of all that. So that would be great if you could like FaceTime. Yeah. Like, Ladies, <laughs> I'm just at the you know the Eiffel Tower's behind me, but let's yeah. let's, let's, let's just do some nice squat and pulse. <laughs> and here is my ball. Let's work those kegels in line here in Europe. Is that a thing? Do you work kegels? No. In, I didn't think so. I think that's your like that's when you squeeze your your girl yeah, muscles. I'm, well, but the ball, like sometimes you put the ball on your inner It's all very strengthening for your pelvic floor. Oh, I will say. Well, which is, pelvic floor is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I know about that. Yeah. That so, would be yeah. awesome. So, I can't yeah, wait for it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're so going to be tuning in for that exercise class. Can you send us a next Tuesday? We'll have like a little boomerang, like squatting. We'll put no. it on our Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I will definitely be sending some pics of me doing a high V in front of the Eiffel Tower. Or maybe some, like, wine and cheese. That's more <laughs> my jam right now. That, yeah. So, now that you are going to Europe and you've set up all these ways for you to kind of move into that, mm-hmm. how do you feel about it? Yeah, of course there's definitely some nervousness and apprehension. I think I feel very confident in Polly's ability to run the studio without me. I am not, I mean, I used to be this huge control freak where you know the old me would be kind of freaking out but I just have trust that everything's gonna be okay because that's the only way that I can think about it you know I don't think it serves me to have those negative thoughts of what all could go wrong so I just have to sort of you know be present and know that everything's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay what's the worst that can happen you know, so it's just, it's a business that it's doing really well. And it basically from an operation standpoint can, can run totally smoothly without me there. So I feel fine about it. I feel fine yeah. about it. Yeah. I'm, so moving forward into health coaching space, mm-hmm. what, what is your plan for that? What does that look like? 
Oh, I have so many ideas running through my head, which is, you know, just sort of feel thwarted right now since I am going to be gone. But, you know, I would love when I get back to sort of do more in the realm of working with clients and also do more like bigger group things like workshops. And I would love to do like cooking classes and just sort of use the platform of, you know, Instagram and my website to sort of get some more information out there. You know, I don't really know what that's going to look like when I get back, but I have some big dreams with it. So, so we'll see. We'll see. I love, I love the recipe creation and I've gotten really into food photography and I think you're really good at it. Everyone should follow Sarah on Instagram. (laughs) She makes me want to like just eat her pictures. (laughs) I don't understand how you have time every day to make that stuff and then take such beautiful photos. Cause like, I mean, I can't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I and it's funny because people have said that to me before and my answer is I make time like I mean so it's important more, to you it's very important to me and it's something I and mean, it gets me out of bed at 5 30 in the morning wow that's and early because those crepes this morning that you mm-hmm. made mm. yeah <laughs> we're really I was good. like can you bring them over here for I have lots of extra I should have brought you some I do I make time for it because it's just something that you know, and I've tried stepping away from it and I've tried stepping away from the health coaching and from the blogging and the, the Instagram posting and as silly as that sounds, but it's just something that aligns with my heart and I have to, it, it just, you're passionate about it. And I'm very passionate about it. So I do, I've been up very early, which is more like kind of insomnia, but now, but, <laughs> but when I'm up, it's just like, that's kind of what I do. So I, I create space for it and I do it at night and, and then I just sort of, I go back and forth between doing work for the bar studio and teaching class and then doing kind of that. So, and works. I think that's really cool because like I think a year ago, to be totally honest, I would be feeling competitive in this conversation because that's what I would have wanted to say mm-hmm. that I could do mm-hmm. and that's what I would have wanted to have gone with my business. But the truth of it is is like that is your passion. And that is so not my passion. Like, I enjoy it. And I love looking what other people create. And so I think, like, for all of us listening or talking or thinking about, like, what do we really love doing? For me, it's interesting when we speak with women in business and we hear stories of people. And I think sometimes we so want things. And we admire what people are doing. And, like, we're all doing really cool things. But... Also, like, asking where our heart is at and asking, like, would I want to wake up 5.30 to make food and then take pictures of it? For me, no. (laughs) Like, I like making food, right? But I think it's cool that we're here having this conversation and, like, all I feel is respect. Because, like, you do such a good job. And I, like, just want to support you doing it. Oh, thank you, Susie. And and you've had your own journey with it, right? Like, you've had to, you know, you went to Bali and you maybe oh, yeah. realized that, like, what you thought you were going to, the direction that you were going to go maybe wasn't what yeah. aligned with you. No, and now so, I just want to support people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do it. <laughs> How can I share you? Um, I think it always goes back to this quote that is one of my favorite quotes and I it applies in a lot of areas of life. But people make time for what they value. Like mm-hmm. people make time mm-hmm. for things they're passionate about. So, and that kind of that applies for job. That applies for extracurriculars. Yeah. That applies for like dating. You yeah. know. So, I think it's really important to implement that and just keep that thought in the back of your brain yeah. mm-hmm. in every aspect of what we're doing. And you'll know, too, because it'll feel, whatever it is, in whatever aspect of your life, like, it'll feel natural. It'll feel flowy. Mm-hmm. It won't feel forced, and it won't feel like work. And so I think, and it'll align with your intuition. Like, I think that that's the beauty of it, because it'll just be something that just fills yeah, you sense. up. Yeah, it fills you up. And so it doesn't, it's not something that you have to overthink. Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. I love that because I think I was having a conversation with someone today and I love what we're doing on this podcast and the conversations we're having with people because like you said, we're when we all tap into our passions mm-hmm. and the energies that we're attracted to, life is no longer a competition right. and abundance just comes to us. Like yeah. I listen to you and all these big ideas 
that you kind of see in your future that you know will happen right. like in due time without needing to control each yeah. step of the way mm-hmm. because you just trust that like you're in the right space and so things will just open up for you yeah and then the people who come into your life will support you and work and collaborate with you to manifest those mm-hmm. things in a way that it's just so organic exactly well i could talk about this for a long time <laughs> me too but we have to start wrapping up now i'm trying to we're trying to be better about our time our time because usually we just get talking and then we're like oh it's an hour and a half what yeah so if we want to find you mm-hmm. And follow your journey. And follow your journey. Yeah. Where um, do we find you? So the best place would probably be on Instagram, and it's just my name, Sarah McLaughlin, and it's S-A-R-A-M-C-G-L-O-T-H-L-I-N. Okay. I also have a website, which is just my name, sarahmclaughlin.com. I'm going to try and blog while I'm over there. You can find the bar studio, barva.com, B-A-R-R-E-V-A.com. And then also on Instagram as Barbie Studio. So I'm in a couple different places. But yeah, I'd love for people to follow my journey and and see where it takes me. And if you need <laughs> clients when you come back, yep. you know, Sarah's magical. <laughs> yeah. And she'll have all that cool, like, European yeah. food mm. to blend in with her uh, expertise now. I know. I want to take a cooking class. Yes. And just, I mean, I'm sure there'll be lots of inspiration over there. I feel like they, Europeans have a different vibe, a different way of life in terms of not just health and nutrition, but just the way of living, which I think is goes hand in hand with the nutrition, right? And the healthy, mm-hmm. healthy lifestyle. So that'll be something really interesting to see and bring back. Mm. Well, I'm excited. I'm I can't wait. Too. I want to get. Can I fit in your suitcase? Yeah, <laughs> just taking a backpack, so you can. Ooh. If you need some tips, I have many. <laughs> oh gosh, I know. It's like I was telling someone today. I was like, "Well, I'm taking my travel yoga mat, and then I'm taking like all of these, you know, like bars and blah blah." And I'm just like, I'm gonna have to downsize majorly. I haven't yeah. even gone there yet. You only need a few outfits. Yes, you can buy clothes when you're there. Well, as for, us, us, as for us, yeah. we'll be here. <laughs> and you can find us, Carrie, you give the spiel. I always butcher it. <laughs> you can find us here in America and overseas if you're listening overseas. That would be great. Through the channels. Through the channels at www.nexttuesdaypodcast.com. You can also find us on Instagram at nexttuespodcast. We're also on Twitter at nexttuespodcast. And you can email us at nexttwospodcast at gmail.com. Please review us on iTunes. That would be really, really great. If you have bad things to say about us, maybe don't review us on iTunes. And again, we appreciate your five-star rating. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, as usual, this was wonderful. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us on the couch. It was so fun. And we'll see you next Tuesday.